Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that Edwards refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for October the 13th of the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our goal and our guide. We're also convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing fantastic. We normally do the recap of yesterday's News the Network refused to use, but man, we've got too many incredible guests. Yeah, we're talking about the Liberty Conference 2021 happening in Salt Lake City. It's the 21st and 22nd of October, WeCanAct.net. Use the code LIBERTY to get 50 bucks off WeCanAct.net. Hopefully you can attend in person live, but if you can't, there is the online streaming option. Guest after hard-hitting guest on your radio and live at the conference coming up. Now we've got Doug Billings with us, ladies and gentlemen. He's host of The Right Side, and he's one of the most popular conservative and social commentary uh, makers and programs in America today, not to mention around the world via the Internet and a whole lot more with Doug's powerful voice, high-level guests, and his ability to see through fake news. He's brought the right side to relevance, that's for sure. And welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, Doug. They have good to be with you, my friend. God bless you, and God bless your audience. Thank you so much, sir. There's so much going on in the news, it's hard to even break it all down, but you break down, really, the uh, intellectual immaturity with facts, uh, etc., of the liberal side of the equation oftentimes. Now, interestingly enough, you know, it's not really oftentimes a left-right, conservative, liberal point of view. Really, it's the swamp versus the rest of us, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely, Sam. I, I was just uh, referencing a letter I received in the mail about a letter that I wrote 17 years ago to my grandmother saying that I wish that the girls wouldn't play with the boys on the playground. And it was an incredible thing. They're trying to cancel me right now for this very thing. It's John Gruden, uh, you know, in the news with with his the, the, the woke community, Sam. And I'm only thankful that your audience gets it. And I was happy to hear you say that you meet. You know, under the under the veil and the guise of God, we meet in determined prayer on my show, determined patriotism. The woke culture uh, is only a slice of the problem here. We have that's, you know, we, if you want to talk about COVID, it's the number one most evil story cast upon us in the history of our species. I mean, the, what this thing has done to people around the planet, crazy. Uh, we have chaos in this country. The administration of Biden, Administrator Biden, as I call him, because he's not the president. Uh, we, he has cast chaos purposefully upon us, not only in this country at our southern border, but in Afghanistan and the debacle that's happened over there. And I'm glad to hear you mention the Liberty Conference, where we will gather together on October 22nd and 23rd to talk about liberty, the pursuit of it, and how we in America have uh, at our disposal four of the most divinely inspired documents in all of history. We have, of course, the Bible. 
But then in our country, we're fortunate because we have three other documents that are inspired by God himself. We have our our Declaration of Independence, our Constitution, and our Bill of Rights. And we will, uh, as you mentioned, at the Liberty Conference on October 22nd, 23rd in Salt Lake City, we'll be pursuing all of those with great fervor and passion. And I'm happy to be here talking with you about all of that. Ladies and gentlemen, heavy hitters, we had General Flynn on our TV uh, simulcast with radio yesterday, and now you got Doug on your radio. I don't know that it gets better than that. Doug, give everybody kind of a history of how all of a sudden, you know, your podcast kind of took the world by storm, didn't it? Gosh, it's a, it's a total God thing, Sam. It's a total God thing. We 20, um, 23 years I had worked in the healthcare industry as a, as a vice president of human resources. And in February of 2020, when this whole thing began and some of the senior executives in our company began to talk about, well, I guess we better have everybody wear a mask. We better, you know, social distance ourselves. We better cancel, um, you know, non-emergency procedures and so forth. I, I stood up against all of that and said no and was promptly furloughed, <laughs> furloughed uh, after 23 years and left to, to face, you know, that daunting question that many people today, honestly, in, in, in light of uh, an unconstitutional jab, are facing, you know, loss of a possible of a job if you, if you don't comply and so forth. So long story short, I started the show The Right Side with Doug Billings in a, in a spare bedroom in my house. I threw a few knickknacks on the wall, got a camera, um, computer, microphone, and you know, here I am today, only 19 months later, and uh, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to call people like General Michael Flynn and Sidney Powell, Mike Lindell, uh, friends, uh, Lynn Wood, uh, been, to, he, been to his house, been to his plantation in South Carolina, spent a few days down there, and it's a, it's a God thing, and I've been privy to some conversations and privy to some information that I think the world and, and uh, the United States needs to hear that I share on the program. And, and we talk openly and candidly about all of this, and, and we, uh, we, we are trying to hold those that are uh, seemingly in power, although they're not because of the theft of the election, we're trying to hold them accountable. And it's just been a tremendous blessing and a God thing, Sam, and I appreciate you asking the question. Thank you. So the interesting thing is the very few said, bye, Doug, and the rest of the world said, hi, Doug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, it was as if God said, you know, Doug, great, you've, you've been given your own, you know, your own purpose and your own will for your life, uh, a good run, but here's what you should have been doing all along. And he plucked me out and dropped me right here and said, now get on with it, my son, get on with it. And, and yeah, and here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to learn more about Doug, it's DougBillings.us. That's how you learn more, DougBillings.us. His podcast is everywhere the right side, so if you haven't seen it, you're either not paying attention to podcasts or you're under a rock. But with his powerful voice, high-level guests, and his ability to see through fake news, Doug Billings has really brought the right side broadcast to relevance, ladies and gentlemen. He continually points out the immaturity of liberals' arguments with facts. Now listen to this. Here's what I like. With truth, with God, and humor. We really need God and humor in our society, buddy. I'm telling you that right now. Well, sometimes all I got to do every morning is just take a look in the mirror, and there's the joke of the day, ladies and gentlemen. It's, 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 you have to be able to, um, 
yeah, use humor. I think God gave us good humor to make sure that we can muddle through all of the seriousness and, 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 and remain somewhat sane through all of this. Uh, we are in some of the most serious times that our republic has faced, Sam, but I want to encourage your audience with uh, one or two things here. One is that our republic uh, is founded by God. We are a covenant nation. God intended this nation to exist. He inspired our founding fathers to write those founding documents. And we are not, although the media would have us believe otherwise, we are not on our deathbeds. We are in a nightmare, and there's no doubt about it. Administrator Biden and the commu-socialist left Notice I call them commu-socialists. There are no more Democrats in the elected class in the United States of America. No more. They are commu-socialists. They have blended communism and socialism together, and they have cast this into a nightmare. Now, the good news about nightmares is that we wake up from them, and more and more people are beginning to wake up from the Biden nightmare. You can see that reflected in his low approval ratings, which are actually probably more like 22, 23 percent. The media is reporting in the, in the mid-30s. But we are waking up. People around the world are waking up. They look to us in America. This is not an ego statement on behalf of America. It's the truth. They look to us as that light on the hill, which we are, and we are waking up. More and more people on the streets, even if they voted for Biden, are going, hey, wait a minute. This isn't what I signed up for. Are you kidding me? And so we're going to have uh, here shortly one of the most important and significant returns to the realization of the divine providence of God since even before the founding fathers walked this earth. We're, we're in for something special, and it's beginning to happen. The, the paradox, of course, is the nightmare had to get so bad in order to wake up more people. And I believe that, Sam. I believe that's where we're headed, and I think that is an incredible piece of hope for everyone to hang on to weekendact.net is the conference coming up on october 22nd and 23rd at the salt palace in salt lake city and that is part of the great awakening taking place as americans here really speaker after speaker double down on god family and country quadruple down on the protection of life liberty and property call a spade a spade as americans kind of really begin to understand what's being done to them and i want to talk to doug about a couple of news items that i've been uh, tracking here and get his take on them and then we'll dovetail in a after the break a little bit more about doug and his speech and what's going on uh, how you can hear him and keep up with what he's doing but here's one of them that i find very very scary here's the headline is it a bluff Biden's vaccine, quote, mandate does not actually even exist, Doug. Um, here's what they say. Is it an administration exploiting the people and government by press release? All right. Art Moore wrote the piece for WND.com. And here's the point. The nearly two dozen Republican attorneys general right now have threatened to sue Joe Biden and the federal government on constitutional grounds, basically saying, hey, you know what? You can't mandate this. You're not in the lawmaking position in government. Uh, but you know what? The two dozen plus governors in their states haven't even filed. Why? Because there's no mandate for them to bring to court yet. Okay. In other words, there's been no adopting legislation. There's been no adopted uh, regulation. There's nothing on the books except for Joe Biden babbling. When we get back, let's have Doug Billings break this down. Is it insane? Yes. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. 
I have a question. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? I believe that great nations and great civilizations spring from a people who have a moral compass. I don't think a civilization can long endure that does not have respect for all human life born and not yet born. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Live and on your, radio, on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Doug Billings, talking about the sacred cause of liberty. So Joe Biden made this, quote, announcement. There's a press release, a big old hmm-ha about, quote, a mandate. But there is no enabling regulation on the books. Attorneys generals across the country can't even sue. Uh, is it really mandate by press release? Kind of making our, punking our government and punking we the people and businesses across the country, Doug? You know, I think you're on to it, Sam. The um, On Tuesday, uh, sake, uh, you know, the, the, it's not the drink I'm talking about. It's the, the White House press secretary. She had made another accidental confession. She uh, seemingly accidentally said that, you know, there is no mandate. There's no federal mandate for the jab and that um, Biden's requirement is only promulgated by federal law. So she's saying that Biden hasn't signed an executive order, hasn't put forth this executive order that he mentioned in that speech where he said, you know, employers with 100 or more employees are going to have to get everybody jabbed. So, no, and I've, I've dug into this thing, and, and according to what I'm seeing, there is no mandate that has been submitted to OSHA or to the, uh, the Department of Health and Human Services, nothing. So my advice remains the same. You know, I, I you know, if, look, if you're faced with this unconstitutional jab, don't do it and don't quit your job. Make them fire you and you have a case. Now, I understand that's daunting. and I understand that not everybody, you know, everybody, most people live paycheck to paycheck. And, and we're and even if you if, if you could sock away a little bit of money for for a few months at a time, it's still frightening to think that, gosh, I'm going to lose lose uh, lose my job. <clears throat> but we have to understand, Sam, 
we're at the point where we all have to begin to say to ourselves, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of that great movie, The Untouchables, with Kevin Costner and Sean, uh, um, oh gosh, um, Sean Connery, Penn. where he says, what oh, are Connery, you prepared yeah, yeah. to do? What are you prepared to do? Well, we all have to ask ourselves the question, what are we prepared to do? And the, the Southwest Airlines pilots and crews are, are answering that question. They're prepared to walk off, and they're walking off. And so we, we just need to we need to take a, a deep breath. We need to understand that we are uh, we're on the path of righteousness here. The truth is on our side. The law is on our side, and they can't fire you by forcing you to uh, inject anything into your body. We need to stand strong, Sam. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Sadly, businesses are deceived by this quote. I don't know what you call it, executive order by press release, though, because even Greg Abbott doubled down and said, hey, we're going to issue an executive order in the state of Texas banning vaccine mandates by anybody, basically. Uh, But now a lot of these airlines, Dell Corporation, uh, Southwest Airlines, American Airlines, they're saying, oh, we're not going to listen to uh, Abbott or the state. The feds trump the state. Uh, The problem is, Saki just told you there is no Biden mandate. It doesn't exist. And so I find this fascinating how much control the media really has, Doug. And I give two presentations. He who owns the media makes the rules is one of them. And the new media takes center stage is the other. They've made the rules for a long time, but they're losing the grip. And the new media has taken over, sir. Sam, you're exactly right. And, and the audience, I'm sure, understands this. You, you, you have hit the nail on the head, my friend. We have been, in this country, hypnotized almost by this media that occupies, listen, I mean, they occupy the vast minority of social and political thought in this country. If you look at the, at the, at the people of the United States of America, the people of the world, for that matter, the vast majority of them, and this is the truth, this is not a platitude, the vast majority of people live their lives with conservative values. We go to church, we believe in God. We believe in a good day's work for an honest wage. We, we believe in traditional family values. We believe that holy matrimony and a sacrament of marriage is designed for one man and one woman, and we believe that no amount of surgery or hormones will change your sex. If you're born a man, you're a man. If you're born a woman, you're a woman. And we believe that we have the the preeminent right given to us by God to control our destiny and to pursue life, liberty, and happiness. And these documents, our Bible and our founding documents in the United States, give us this right and, and help us provide a pathway to the most incredible amount of wonder, joy, and meaning in this world that we could ever imagine. We are the majority by far. And we've got to start acting like it. The media and and those in the Communist Socialist Party, especially in the elected class, occupy the vast minority of people that we're dealing with. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There's so much to talk about. So little time uh, with Doug. Um, but you can follow him if you go to uh, give the website that you want people to focus on the most, Doug. Yeah, Sam, I appreciate it. The website, I would appreciate you all stopping by, saying hi. And if you want to become a member over there, it's DougBillings.us. DougBillings.us. You can find all of the uh, the videos, the, the shows that we've done in the catalog over there. Uh, there's a lot of things to peruse. There's a marketplace. And, again, if you want to become a member or a sponsor of the show, DougBillings.us. 
Us. Thank you, Sam. All right, another story for you that I find fascinating, and I want to get your take on this one, too. Here's the headline. Dr. Pierre Corey, well-known physician. Uh, they try to uh, mock him and say he's a politician. They lose. He's been a consummate professional his whole life. Uh, he doesn't represent himself, but a whole group of physicians that have really been doing the detailed studies on ivermectin and a whole lot more. And he testified before Congress late last year saying, hey, you know what? We found uh, the answer. Uh, ivermectin is literally a miracle drug. Now, the government calling it horse poop uh, and saying don't take it. It's bogus. And then we find out that they're giving it to migrants left and right that come into the United States illegally. Uh, but what gets worse is, well, you can say, well, they, you know, the, the migrants, we want to deworm them. So you've got kind of an excuse there even though I think it's playing double duty since none of the migrants have to get vaxxed, they know they're healing them with ivermectin. Well, anyway, we've, we've been debating this story for quite some time about the effectiveness and the truth about ivermectin. But now Dr. Pierre Corey released information that says members of Congress have been treated for COVID-19 with ivermectin. Statement now comes from a credible source with inside Congress that 100 to 200 members of Congress have been treated with ivermectin horse poop i guess uh, but yet they've been treated and them and their staffs and their families ladies and gentlemen this is serious because it means they know the truth no hospitalizations for these people or anything doug they know the truth i say it's criminal uh, it, it is criminal and again it's part of the most uh, evil story that has been thrust upon humankind the covid nonsense the jab the uh, you know, a little history lesson, you know, we go back to 2002, 2002, and, you know, you can, you can, I'm going to tell you that this thing was patented, the COVID recipe uh, was patented and created back then, and, and the usual players were there, Fauci, the Bill Gates Foundation, the Chinese government. So all the way from 2002 to current day, they've been planning this thing, they've been planning the release of this. And it's part of their plan of chaos. They use the demon chaos. He's on full loose and on full display. We, we see it everywhere. And Dr. Pierre Corey, uh, he's a member of the Frontline Doctors group, too, Dr. Simone Gold and all of that group, the, the American Frontline Doctors. He's part of that team and does work with them. And I, I've seen that report between 100 and 200 members of the United States Congress, their families, their staffers, were treated over the last 15 months with ivermectin, and they've never had to go to the hospital. They've never been sick. They they uh, they're just fine. And oh, by the way, they have not. Some of these people, some of them, have not had the vaccine. So uh, it's it's pure evil. It's a it's a it's a it's, you know don't look at the right hand because I don't want you to see what the left hand is doing. They're trying to. Um, not just trying, but succeeding in perpetuating this chaos across the country. Ladies and gentlemen, I urge you, if someone who you love is diagnosed with COVID, remember this, they probably will survive. Number two, get them ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or budesonide or these other drugs, these other therapeutics that are proven winners. There are other doctors besides Pierre Corey um, out there treating patients with a 100% success rate when they're diagnosed with COVID, there is hope. Um, and we Doug, need to, I almost we need to died focus from COVID. I had to go to the hospital twice and I had to have oxygen. Ivermectin saved my life. 
by the way. So let's let's be clear. I you know I don't know your case, Sam. I you you probably didn't die from COVID. You probably almost died from the treatment they gave you to treat COVID. What they Actually, did was I, they I didn't let them treat, treat me with what you're thinking. So the answer for me is no. But I almost died because I couldn't uh, get enough oxygen. But ivermectin turned it around literally within hours. And that's the point. Yes, that's see that's the beauty of what we have been. What we, but what we know and and the evil of what they hide from us. So congratulations and God bless you for your survival. Thank God. All right, for are you that. speaking at the conference? Yes, yes I'm excited to be sharing Quickly the stage with a lot of those people. Uh, it's hope, hope in the time of COVID. I'm going to be talking a lot about what we're talking about today. We are not on our deathbeds. We're fine. We're founded by God, and He is still with us. Doug Billings, ladies and gentlemen, Liberty Conference coming up, weacanact.net. Check out DougBillings.us. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Thanks, Doug, and Godspeed. We'll see you at the conference soon, brother. God bless you, Sam. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Biden administration will open up land borders to non-essential travel starting in November, but only grant permission to those fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Tuesday, the Alyssal Fire in Central California had burned 4,000 acres. Wednesday, the fire near the Alyssal Reservoir had grown to over 13,400 acres with 5% containment. Nearly 800 firefighters are now battling the wind-driven blaze that caused thousands of people to evacuate. Over the weekend, Iran announced it had crossed a threshold in its enrichment of uranium, which is something that should concern everyone that worries about a nuclear-armed Iran. Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, the imprisoned soldier because he shamed military leaders when demanding accountability for their Afghan withdrawal, on Tuesday, via his attorneys, says he will demonstrate to senior leadership how to accept accountability for his own actions and plead guilty to the charge. USA Radio News. If you're tired of big cable bills and want to cut the cord, you can still get Newsmax TV for free. Millions of Americans like you are watching Newsmax. It's available on all major cable systems or get it free on major streaming platforms. Watch Newsmax on smart TVs like Samsung, LG, Vizio, and more. Find Newsmax on your hub guide or use the TV app. Newsmax also streams free on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, TiVo, Apple TV, Chromecast, and more. More than 7 million people have downloaded the free Newsmax app on their smartphones. There's no paywall or subscription. So watch Newsmax anytime, anywhere. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. And watch great shows with Mike Huckabee, Greg Kelly, Rob Schmidt, Diamond and Silk, Stinchfield, and a lot more. Find out why America is tuning in to Newsmax TV, the fastest-growing cable news channel. It's a source you can trust. Newsmax is real news for real people. A Wyoming coroner has given the media the details behind the death of 22-year-old Gabby Petito. Tim Berg from the USA Radio News Bureau in Phoenix reports. Teton County, Wyoming coroner Dr. Brent Blue on Tuesday announced that Gabby Petito's cause of death was strangulation. Dr. Blue discussing the autopsy. This autopsy uh, included a whole body CAT scan. Uh, a, a examination by a forensic uh, pathologist, an examination by a forensic uh, anthropologist, uh, and uh, toxicology uh, uh, evaluation. 
The autopsy also shows Zach Petito died three to four weeks before her body was found. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. The National Hockey League officially started its 2021-22 season Tuesday. Newcomer Seattle Kraken fell to the Las Vegas Golden Knights 4-3. USA Radio News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back with you live. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use continues on Liberty Roundtable Live. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. We're talking about the Liberty Conference 2021weekenact.net is where you go for tickets. If you can attend in Utah on October 22nd and 23rd in person, please do so. If you can't, they do have streaming available, weekenact.net. If you use the code LIBERTY, all capital letters, just LIBERTY then you can get 50 bucks off per ticket. It doesn't get better than that. We'd like to thank Doug for doing a great job. Doug Billings, host of The Right Side, a well-known podcast that's taken the world by storm. Uh, what I love about him is he talks about truth, God, and he does so with humor. You got to like that, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I was uh, offered a big radio gig many years ago, a big one with a lot of money and a lot of radio affiliates. And they said, Sam, we're ready to rock and roll with you, buddy. But you got to quit talking so much about God. And when they said that, I said, if God's out, I'm out. And they said, well, let us know when you change your mind. All right. Anyway, there you go. Doug Billings.us for Doug. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Another guest tells the story of Liberty, ladies and gentlemen. They just keep coming and they will keep doing so at the conference as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, would like to welcome Steve Christiansen to the broadcast now. He's a member of the Utah House of Representatives. I think he's in the 47th district. Welcome to the broadcast, Steve. Sam, thank you very much. Great to be with you this morning. Now, you uh, are from the 47th district, right? I am. That's right. And it takes in much of uh, the city of West Jordan here in Salt Lake County. All right. So it's a huge county, the biggest county in the state of Utah, ladies and gentlemen, 29 counties total. Salt Lake's the biggest county. West Jordan, right, uh, really in the center of it all, if you will, uh, between Utah County uh, and Salt Lake County, uh, two of the biggest counties uh, in the state. Uh, the Wasatch Front is what it's called, for those of you listening um, across the country and around the world. Uh, and it's really basically a, um, I don't know, a little over a 100-mile-long strip with almost everybody in the state of Utah in it, Steve? <laughs> yeah, pretty darn close, although I would say that uh, there are some amazing patriots that don't live along the Wasatch Front but live throughout rural Utah as well, so we can't forget them. No doubt about it. It's just interesting. Most states are spread out across the state uh, quite a bit. Utah's a little different in that most of the people are clustered along the Wasatch Front. Uh, those other people matter. I'm not suggesting they don't. I'm just saying it's a unique uh, situation for Utah. I've never seen any other state clustered with the majority of the people like that uh, before. Yeah, that's right. Obviously, we've got uh, the Wasatch Front, which is extremely highly populated, but Utah is one of those states, as so many people know, that has so much incredible natural beauty, and it's to be found everywhere throughout the state, from the north to the south, east and west. Now, Steve, just so everybody kind of gets a, a flavor for you, you're fairly new uh, as a politician. you got a background in accounting, right? I do, yes. I, I received my uh, bachelor's degree from the University of Utah in accounting, and then about two, three years after that, went back and got my MBA at Northwestern University, and uh, then spent the next 20 years uh, outside of the state of Utah, 
working primarily with a, a large consumer packaged goods company, Kimberly Clark Corporation, uh, in uh, Wisconsin, Georgia, Lima, Peru, Sao Paulo, Brazil, and back in, in Wisconsin. Uh, when we lived overseas in Latin America, I was president of their operations in uh, Peru, Ecuador, and Bolivia for about a year and a half, and then president of their business in uh, Brazil for about two years. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, a prolific businessman before he gets into politics. Uh, When were you first elected, 2019? 2019 in a special election, yes. Uh, My predecessor, Ken Ivory, uh, resigned, and uh, so I participated in a special election and then was appointed by Governor Herbert at that time. So, yeah, I've been serving just a little over two years now. All right. We've had uh, Governor Herbert, or former Governor Herbert, I should say, on the radio with us. Uh, as well as Ken Ivory, his big fight for lands uh, is legendary. Um, how about you? What's the big focus for you? I know you're liberty-minded, but what what hot buttons are yours, Steve? Yeah, extraordinarily liberty-minded. I consider myself a, a staunch conservative constitutionalist and absolutely committed to the cause of America. Uh, those Those things that I am working on from a priority standpoint right now include Number one, election integrity. Uh, And we're making great progress here in the state of Utah as we continue the push for an audit and also for um, election reform legislation, both of which I am leading the charge on. I've been to uh, Maricopa County, Arizona, to observe the audit down there a few months ago, Uh, attended the Cyber Symposium back in South Dakota, and uh, have been working with people both within the state of Utah as well as uh, around the country, uh, analyzing the November 2020 election results to identify potential anomalies and uh, make a case for an audit here in the state of Utah. You know, a lot Uh, of people are believing, hey, there might be vote fraud, but not in our good conservative state of Utah. The bottom line is they're deceived because it happens um, in so many ways. We had on General Flynn on our TV uh, radio simulcast yesterday, and he talked about 10 documentable ways to say, you know what, we have got to have audits. We have got to get a handle on this or we may never have an honest election again, Steve. Yeah, I completely agree. Many people here in the state of Utah don't believe that there was uh, there was the potential for fraud, uh, but the data doesn't seem to suggest that. At least there are so many anomalies in the analysis that we have done, and we'll be presenting that to the legislature very shortly. Uh, we'll be requesting an audit, a full forensic audit in, in a few counties. And uh, anyway, I believe that there's plenty of information to suggest that that is necessary. And you know what? Even if it was inconclusive, and I don't believe that it is inconclusive, but even if it was inconclusive, it's still absolutely the right thing to do from a constitutional standpoint. Uh, Our most fundamental and cherished right in a constitutional republic is that of a free and fair election. And if we lose that, we've lost everything, because then we have people sitting in office making decisions uh, affecting policy that is contrary to the will of the people. And in my personal opinion, that's exactly what's happening in our country right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got rep from the state of Utah, Steve Christiansen, on the radio with us. And we're talking about vote fraud. We're talking about election integrity. And here's what I say. I'm kind of redneck about this, Steve. Follow my logic. 
To those of uh, who say there's been no problem with the election, uh, they were the most accurate, most secure elections we've ever had, I would just simply say this. Uh, then what have you got against transparency? Why don't we go precinct by precinct? Why don't we have those who verify it do so transparently? Why don't we go ahead and have them sign under the penalty of perjury the accuracy of their results? Uh, and, and why don't we just do it then? If, if you're so confident that it's the most secure, the most fair, the most honorable, whatever, ele- you have nothing to fear, right? And so why do they seem to continue to mock those of us who bring this up? And why do they continue to uh, do their very best to stymie our efforts, to shut us down at every turn? If they really are on solid ground, they have nothing to worry about, sir. Yeah, that's exactly right. This should be the most bipartisan, nonpartisan issue uh, that that any of us face. In fact, if you look at the Democratic Party platform nationally, uh, it speaks very specifically about their interest in conducting forensic audits to ensure that our elections are 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 well performed. And so, I just say, yeah, we all ought to be uh, on top of this and have this as number one priority. It reminds me of the border. <laughs> they were against open borders before they were, or, I'm sorry, they were for open, uh, let me say it this way. They were against open borders before they were for them. Uh, they were uh, <laughs> thinking there was election fraud uh, and, and problems, uh, but now that the tables have turned and, well, they were the ones that committed some fraud, they're, now they're the ones going, oh, there's nothing to it. The border can remain open and uh, there's no election fraud. Don't worry about it. But they were the ones that were carrying the ball for those things before. Yeah, absolutely. For some reason, there are too many in this country that have simply lost a love for this country and what we stand for. If you love this country, you will support free and fair elections and the auditing of those elections to make sure that they stay that way or that they're fixed if they're not that way. If you love this country, you'll make sure that our borders are secure. If you love this country, you'll make sure that we don't add any more debt to the national debt that's completely out of control uh, in Washington, D.C. If you love this country, you're going to support all kinds of policies that America First patriots uh, support day in and day out. Uh, There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very serious, serious discussion and even though they have exposed more and more and more fraud from attorneys like Sidney Powell uh, and Lynn Wood uh, to Donald Trump and his team to local people on the ground uh, in Arizona and other places they've really exposed all kinds of fraud and all kinds of problems Steve my question for you is how come we can't make any headway in, in, in making sure the American people know this first of all Well, we are making a great deal of headway, and I'm hearing some music in the background. I'm wondering if you want to take a break. We'll do it. Quick pause, ladies and gentlemen. We'll come back, and we'll flesh out that because we are making a difference. The mainstream press really doesn't want you to believe we're making a difference, but we absolutely are making a huge difference. Steve Christiansen with me. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. 
That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Christiansen, our guest, Utah representative for this 47th district in the great state of Utah, Steve Christiansen. Vote stevechristiansen.com if you want to learn more about his website, etc. cetera. Uh, and we're talking about this incredible conference coming up ladies and gentlemen it's the liberty conference 2021 friday and saturday october the 22nd and 23rd weekendact.net is the website if you put in the code liberty you get 50 bucks off per ticket okay now i want to kind of mention this if you live anywhere near if you can come fly drive whatever we really want people in person there's nothing like meeting together in person if you can't there'll be some streaming options we don't really want to promote the streaming options too much because we want you there in person but I also understand with storms and weather and <laughs> vaccine mandates, at least supposedly mandates, and everything else, it's very tough for people to get to conferences and stuff like that. But defy the odds, will you please? Weacanact.net, put in the code LIBERTY and get 50 bucks off and attend in person. So right before the break, Steve, I kind of mentioned that, hey, how come we can't really get the word about a, a lot of this vote fraud stuff? Um, it feels like we can't, ladies and gentlemen, but the knowledge is growing. The new media is taking center stage. We are getting the word out, Steve. Yeah, there is definitely the word getting out. I mean, if you if you uh, are aware of the latest Rasmussen poll uh, that just came out within the last week, the question to to likely Utah, U.S. voters was, how likely is it that cheating affected the outcome of the 2020 presidential election? And 56% of Americans said, that it was either very likely or likely, and that included 30% of Democrats. So the word is definitely getting out. There is uh, there's consciousness of, about what happened in November 2020, and there's an, an increasing desire to make sure that we that we resolve this problem. 
What we really need to do is go precinct by precinct and demand transparency and accountability. What we need to do is return to paper ballots, ladies and gentlemen. And what we need to do is jettison vote by mail if we really want to get a handle on our elections. Those are some of the thoughts that I have, Steve. What do you say? Yeah, I completely agree with you. In fact, in that same poll, that uh, Rasmussen poll, the question was asked, how likely is it that wider use of mail-in voting will lead to more cheating? And the response was 65%, either very likely or likely. I mean, 65%, two-thirds of the country don't trust mail-in ballots to the extent that we've been using them and to the extent that we use them, especially November 2020. Here in the state of Utah, we've been using them far too long, and I will be introducing legislation to uh, to significantly, significantly uh, restrict the use of, of the mail-in option and return to paper in-person, precinct-by-precinct uh, uh, voting, and uh, somehow we also have to find a way to get rid of those darn machines. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. Uh, so tell me, uh, as you uh, discuss with your colleagues, et cetera, you kind of mentioned the Utah legislative body was going to be uh, getting a, uh, an earful about what's going on election-wise and, and working on doing something about it. What kind of reception uh, are you getting, Steve, from them? Do you believe that, that the uh, leaders... Because the problem is you got the swamp. You got the, the government really blocking any attempts we have to get to the truth on this. Do you think your colleagues will be friendly and do you think they'll participate uh, in the solutions? Well, I do. I do believe that, yes. There are many who are simply not aware and haven't been paying attention to everything that has been in, I wouldn't say mainstream media for sure, because they've been silencing all of this. But there has been plenty of information out there since November 2020 to indicate that we had a massive problem with our election. And uh, anyway, more and more of my colleagues are uh, are waking up to that, and I appreciate that. We are communicating in, in smaller groups. The kind of information that I'll be sharing next week during a legislative hearing. And uh, as I said, an increasing number of my colleagues are recognizing, you know what, there, there may have been, there probably was a problem. And, and I would say, even for those who may not yet believe that there was a problem, remember, uh, I and they are elected representatives of we the people. And our number one responsibility is to ensure the protection and security of our individual rights. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, um, the number one right, in my personal opinion, that we enjoy as citizens of a constitutional republic is that of a free and fair election. Because if we don't have that right, then the security of all of the other rights is in jeopardy. And that's exactly where we are as a country in fact, I've been going around this state giving presentations on the Constitution, constitutional principles, and where we have been and should be as a country versus where we really are today. And I'm using this analogy, kind of a metaphor. Uh, you may recall back in 1976 in the state of Idaho, there was a dam. It was the Teton Dam. Not yes, long after this. it, Not long after that dam was constructed, it failed. And uh, I am... I am likening the dam to the Constitution of the United States. Uh, Thomas Paine said that the Constitution uh, limits the power and authority of the government that it creates. And so, in essence, a dam does the same thing. It holds back all of that power, that, that pressure, that destructive force. Uh, and when, 
when we lose the Constitution, it's like a dam failing, like the Teton Dam failed. And everything downstream was destroyed, including, in that case, 13,000 cattle and uh, 80% of all of the structures in Hibbard and uh, Rexburg, Idaho. Well, everything that was destroyed then, you can liken to... uh, to our individual rights. We lose the Constitution, we lose our individual rights, and the bulwark to protect that uh, that failure is our right to a free and fair election. It has to be secured. It has to be secured. There's no doubt about it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm glad for people like Steve Christiansen and others speaking so openly, so direct, so clear about the reality here. And if you don't agree that there's election fraud, you know what? Then why don't we just have a transparent audit, look into it, get to the bottom of it, make sure that it's done right. But it's got to be transparent. And what we've really got to do, whether we um, expose the current fraud that has taken place or not, what we've got to do going forward is have paper ballots. Steve, I don't know if you know this, but every precinct in America has only about 800 voters in it. I mean, give or take, depending on the precinct, et cetera. But you could literally have, you know, 10 people counting, uh, 20 vote counters, I'm sorry, 10 vote counters, 20 watchers. So you get watchers from all sides of the aisle. Um, counting paper ballots, they can literally count them all in every precinct in literally an hour. And you could have the uh, results uh, plain for everybody to see on paper. You could have everybody swear under the penalty of perjury uh, and then have a notary notarize the results. And then you could publish them and turn them in. This isn't that hard like they want you to believe that it is. They believe we can't get it done without computers or without all this convoluted stuff. It's dead easy if we really pay attention, isn't it? It's dead easy, to use your words. Absolutely. Uh, And even if precincts were more than 100 or 200 voters, it could still be done the same night. There's no doubt about that. Uh, We conducted a survey here uh, in the state of Utah during the month of August. And the question was asked uh, whether people agree or disagree that absentee ballots should only be sent to those who cannot vote in person. Here in the state of Utah, 66% of them said that they strongly agree or somewhat agree. And so the use of paper ballots is critical. The the elimination, uh, except in rare circumstances, of those absentee or mail-in ballots is also critical. Well, let me be clear. In those rare circumstances, you have somebody specifically requesting them as well, making it a whole lot more honorable and likely that it's real. Oh, absolutely. You've got people in the military that are traveling, simply cannot vote in person. You've got people who are uh, legitimately disabled and cannot get to the polling location. Everybody else needs to get there. Everybody else needs to exercise their constitutional right and go out and vote in person, show identification, use a paper ballot, and then count it uh, on the spot. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the Week in Act Conference is what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Christiansen, as you can tell, incredibly liberty-minded, elected Utah State official, taking this stuff seriously, and he'll be one of the speakers at the Week in Act Conference. What are you going to focus on, sir? Not surprisingly, my message is going to be voting on liberty and especially election integrity. Uh, As I've already said, so hopefully convincingly that election integrity is really that one thing that stands between us and tyranny. 
amen to that. When you went to the Mike Lindell conference, uh, the mainstream press kind of mocked it afterwards and said it was a big old fizzled dud dead. Uh, a couple of uh, IT guys came out and said, man, we can't verify any of this stuff. What was your experience when you went there? Let's get the truth out on what really happened, shall we? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I thought that there was a great deal of benefit in going to that conference and attending it. I will also admit that there was one thing that I was disappointed about. I was hoping to get my hands on the PCAPs, uh, on that uh, granular level uh, cyber, uh, uh, you know, Internet-related information and uh, th- that was not available it, like it was supposed to be. And I've since understood why it wasn't available. There were some there was there were some serious hacks that took place uh, on site. Uh, and then also there were some legal issues. Also, uh, Tina Peters message, however, from Mesa County, Colorado, was extremely, extremely beneficial. Many of the other presentations were extremely beneficial. It was also just great to be there. And then on the on uh, the at the end of the last day to stand up as a as an elected representative with many other representatives from other states and say, you know what, we need to audit all 50 states and we need we need to do it not just once, but we need to enact policy that has us audit our elections consistently over time just to demonstrate to the people, look, you can trust in the system. And that is vital to understand the trust in the system, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody's losing trust, therefore they feel disenfranchised. That will not do for the future of America and future generations. Look, insurance companies audit businesses all the time. I mean, this is common practice for anybody who wants to make sure things are are honest and accountable and everything else. Um, Why it hasn't been done here to date is beyond me, but it's about time, isn't it, Steve? Oh, it's absolutely. I mean, we're well past time to audit our our elections. And when I say audit, I mean independent audits. There are tests that are done by the clerks that administer the election process. There are audits that are conducted by those who administer it. And it's like the fox guarding the hen house. We need independent audits. Can you imagine if uh, if publicly traded companies were to publish an audit that they conducted themselves rather than an independent uh, uh, accounting firm. It just wouldn't fly. It wouldn't engender the kind of trust in in those stocks, nor would it engender the kind of trust that we absolutely need in our elections here, here in the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, the great news is people like Steve Christiansen and others who are elected are liberty-minded, and they're running the ball on this for us. What we need to do now is back them in every way we possibly can. Steve Christiansen, thank you so much, sir. Great to be with you. Thank you, Sam. Have a great day. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, doing a great job. If you want to learn more, vote stevechristiansen.com. The Week in Act conference is coming up. You better get your tickets now, weekinact.net. Put in the code LIBERTY. You'll get off. 50 bucks off of every ticket if you do that. Liberty, incredible conference coming up. Steve Christiansen is just one of them, one of the many speakers that'll be there. I'll be there broadcasting live from the event as well coming up. Weekenact.net. Come in person, will you please? All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Casting live 
From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for October the 13th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country in the traditions of our founding fathers, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we didn't have time for the recap last hour because we were talking too much about the Liberty Conference 2021 going on at the Salt Palace in Salt Lake City, Utah. We can act.net for the website to learn more, to see the incredible lineup of speakers. Uh, there'll be vendors and booths. I'll be there with the Loving Liberty Network group with a booth. We'll be broadcasting live from the event uh, and a whole lot more. So check it out, weekendact.net. If you put in the code LIBERTY, when you get your tickets, you'll get $50 off. LIBERTY is your code, if you will. Uh, and I'm telling you, it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful conference. And if you're anywhere near, I'm telling you, you want to go. Even if you're kind of far, but you can make it, please do. We want people to come in person. There's nothing like meeting in person, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so please come in person. But anyway, we are so busy talking to our incredible guests last hour, we didn't even have time to, to do the recap. We had on our guest, Doug Billings, DougBillings.us, incredible podcaster, host of The Right Side, one of the most popular uh, hosts on the planet these days. Um, we highlighted the point that Jen Psaki accidentally confirms that no Biden federal vaccine mandate even exists. Wow. We also talked to Steve Christiansen. Utah rep, represented the 47th district of the great state of Utah. Anyway, we just had a phenomenal time last hour. Uh, but I really want to highlight this point, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but they're saying, hey, you know what? It's a bluff. Biden's mandate does not actually exist. So it's literally legislating by executive order press release is all it is. <laughs> Sorry, President, wrong branch of government. Sorry, President, you don't have authority by press release. I mean, this is absolutely insane. There is no mandate, ladies and gentlemen. Larry Pratt, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Sam, good to be with you. Apparently, uh, uh, we're living in never, never land. This is uh, just extraordinary. <laughs> what you're describing is just over the top. It's out of control. What do you think, though? Literally, there are 20-plus, 20 24-plus governors across the country that want to file a lawsuit. I don't believe a lawsuit's the way to go, but that's a whole other topic. I think they ought to just nullify now and just shut down the, the federal government instantly. Uh, and I appreciate um, Governor Abbott trying to do that, but now companies aren't sure where to go, legally speaking. They're, not, they're, they're just confused. Uh, but the reality is there is no mandate. These 24-plus governors can't even sue because there's no... There's no document. There's nothing to point to. There's just an executive order, quote, verbal press release backed by I don't know what, but there is literally no mandate anywhere that can be challenged even yet. No. It's all by fiat. Go, absolutely. And they didn't go through the, the regular process for issuing uh, a regulation, in this case by the CDC, 
There was no period of notice. There was no time for period of comment. Uh, as you say, it just, uh, uh, he threw it out there. Uh, or not, not only Biden does anything, but uh, those around him threw it out there. And I guess they're just kind of hoping they can get away with it because they've gotten away with everything else. <laughs> Well, and if all these companies and people are deceived, here's what's going to happen. By the time they either get something on the books so that you can go to a lawsuit or so that you can deal with this, you're going to either have most people fired or um, forced to take the vaccine. So in other words, the point is lawsuits and uh, anything else will be a day late and a dollar short. The judge is just going to go, I appreciate that, but, you know, we're already too far down the road. Is that what's going to happen? We're just going to have dictators um, legislate slash mandate by fiat, by press release? Is that where America has devolved into, Larry Pratt? Well, it's very difficult for people to uh, put their jobs on the line. And one of the uh, courses of action, perhaps, that uh, ought to be pursued is what the Southwest airline pilots seem to be doing, which is, uh, uh, I'm sorry, but we're all sick. It's hard for me to know kind of how to handle this because I, we have never seen anything like this in America. We are charting n- n- new waters. I'll tell you that right now, new territory. This is serious business, though. Well, I would really enter one caveat, Sam. Fiat and fraud. One caveat. Uh, actually, we have seen it before. It was under the British king and his governors, and that's why some of the governors got tarred and feathered. And that kind of took their appetite away from issuing what we now call executive orders. <laughs> when they so. talk, when they talk about the king, and that being done, are we really at a 1776 situation? I mean, are we really that serious to where we have to use the Declaration of Independence? Uh, I don't want to get there. I want no, to use the supreme law of the land and peacefully restore, Larry. I I quite agree, uh, but I think the the pilots have given us a, a a useful step. While we're waiting for the five years it might take for a court case to be decided in the Supreme Court, they're just not showing up to work. Uh, they're not going to get the job, and they're not going to be around to get it. And if enough people in a business uh, are sick at the same time, the business uh, with the labor shortage that is uh, upon us now, uh, the business simply is going to have to say, sorry, Mr. President, but uh, we want to continue uh, having an income. We're going to have to deal with these people, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Outright defiance. Non-compliance. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It's It's a serious problem. <clears throat> Let me give you another headline. Southwest Airlines... <clears throat> cancels um well over 2000 flights now ron paul uh, put out a press release about it and his weekly kind of a chat with the public about it saying hey um the great southwest rebellion the mainstream press southwest the unions are all claiming a this is just a weather related issue and a traffic controller issue the problem Funny is other thing, airlines though. weren't other airlines were <laughs> right. having weather problems Right. The fact is they're lying, aided and abetted by the mainstream press here. It's uh, it's extraordinary. Who do you believe, me or your lion eyes? 
<laughs> but it's just, it's shocking how it their shocking. lies can get so blatant, ladies and gentlemen. It's also encouraging that people that are making a pretty fair income uh, decided that they're just not going to put their health on the line like that. Uh, this is still so experimental. There's too many bad stories coming out about these vaccines. Uh, you go stick that in somebody else's arm, not ours. And so they walked off. And I think that is something that other uh, groups, other groups of employees uh, should consider doing as well. It seems to be the only thing that might get their attention. There's a Rasmussen poll that just came out, Larry Pratt. 56-plus percent of Americans believe that cheating tainted Biden's 2020 victory, Newsmax uh, and others with that piece. I want you to respond to that because that's an interesting landmark, and um, it's really a liberal polling organization that created it. And it's interesting that in spite of the continued dominance, um, maybe not as much, but still, uh, continued dominance of what we call them mainstream media, people have uh, come to the conclusion that they're not buying that Sleepy won that election. Um, It's just not a plausible argument, even if all your information comes from the mainline media. Uh, He spent the campaign in the basement. How does anybody win a campaign like that? When he had a rally, he'd get 10 to 15 people standing around socially distanced for sure (laughs) but uh, that wasn't very convincing that there was a groundswell uh, for this turkey and that he could get supposedly 80 million votes Mm. Uh, meanwhile it turns out something that came out yesterday that the head of dominion uh, was um, still is perhaps uh, they've got some um, social media photographs of a page showing him as a an actual full-blooded Satanist. Uh, this is the guy that uh, runs the company that has the machines count or tabulating so many of our elections. Um, anybody see a problem with that? <laughs> well, and I don't understand how we're not able to arrest some of these people, though, because there's so many avenues you can take when it comes to this vote fraud. I'll give you an example. Literally, Mark Zuckerberg in Facebook has two kinds of accounts, Larry. One account is automated, and it shuts you down if you violate their terms in any way. The other accounts are special privileged accounts that let that protect you. And so if you have two candidates running and the incumbent has a special account, uh, and those running against the incumbent, the other candidates don't, then you're literally separating candidates on Facebook by shutting one account down and protecting and preserving the incumbent's accounts. That on its face, pardon the pun, uh, is fraud. Then you make Ms. Works and say Mark Zuckerberg and others put over $350 million into elections uh, in a variety of ways. And you go, we're going to debate with Mark on Capitol Hill? Why isn't he in jail? This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Larry Pratt's with me on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Hang tight. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? 
you deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Larry Pratt's with me riding shotgun on the broadcast today. Postal service to intentionally make service worse. I kid you not. Government now... And this is one of the only legitimate government things is the post office. Now, a lot of what they're doing is not legitimate, but the general idea of a post office uh, is legitimately constitutional. But here's the deal. They're intentionally making it worse. I kid you not, the U.S. Postal Service, ladies and gentlemen, got billions of dollars in bailout in 2020. But all that taxpayer money did nothing to change the trajectory of the quasi-government agency, ladies and gentlemen. Case in point. The government post office is, or the USPS, if you will, is going to purposefully slow down its delivery of first-class mail. Almost four out of ten pieces of first-class mail will see slower delivery. Paul Steeler, senior fellow at the Lexington Institute and an expert on the Postal Service, said, it'll be slower than even in the 1970s, Larry Pratt. You want to respond? I don't mean to laugh, but I'm just saying this is just insanity. Well, it makes me appreciate the technology that we now have. We can make a, um, a copy, a photocopy, uh, in our computers of a document, and then we can attach it to an email and send it as an attachment, and the recipient can then print it out, read it online, whatever he wants, uh, uh, so that... Uh, we don't really need the post office, at least for that first-class mail function. There are other things, registered mail and other things of that sort, that uh, might be more problematic, uh, but uh, at least uh, 
for most people, we can get around them if we know that it's going to take too long for a letter to get somewhere that it needs to be. Well, um, most computers can handle that for us. Anyway, I just find it fascinating that we're really in a situation where we're blatantly going to take tons of millions, billions of dollars of taxpayer money. And then we're going to literally intentionally make service slower. Um, Norm Leahy uh, with the article, basically, the post office is going to intentionally slow down the delivery of mail. You'll just never get me to understand that. uh, I guess they didn't want people to think they were incapable so, no, we're not incapable. We're doing it on purpose. <laughs> now, I have advocated, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, for mail to just be um, delivered once a week. And I have made the point of um, mail um, not doing so much junk mail. And I've made the point of the post office doesn't need to try to compete with UPS and FedEx and everything else on packages. The mail <clears throat> should just be a stable delivery service for correspondence and et cetera. That's what it was designed constitutionally to be. <clears throat> and I've mentioned that we shouldn't even have um, government post office boxes at every home. You know what? People can go into town once a week and get their mail or whatever at a mail center. Um, and if you got rid of all the junk mail and everything else, it wouldn't really pile up. But you could simplify and reduce the cost of the mail service and make it profitable and stable uh, and successful fairly easily. Uh, Larry, if you wanted to, but this is a different agenda. This is when you pay for first class. That's supposed to be their best mail. They're going to slow that down, but they're going to charge you more. <laughs> it just—it's typical government-run stuff, Larry. It uh, reminds me of a related department of redundancy department. Um, <laughs> the government can invent things that you wouldn't think were even possible, and here they are bragging about. Uh, making first-class mail slower. Uh, but then, again, I repeat, do they really have to try? Uh, sad to say, <laughs> but they're adding insult to injury because by nature it'll happen, and then when they try it, it gets even worse is the problem. But we got a little bit of good news, Larry Pratt. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals has now overturned the decision by Judge Robert Pittman to temporarily block the Texas Heartbeat Act. And so it's a long story, but here's what happened. They put the Heartbeat Act in place. The liberals, the pro-death people, um, tried to go to the Supreme Court to stop it. The Supreme Court said, we're not going to touch it. It went into effect. Then Joe Biden and his liberal cronies that are all pro-death found a way to get a judge to stop it. The judge stops it, ladies and gentlemen. But then we get a group of another judge overturns it. Now they're still trying to get an injunction to stop it again. The battle for life is on, Larry. And how desperate they are to be able soaking their hands in blood. It's, um, uh, I think it was Rush Limbaugh that made the observation that for liberals, abortion is a sacrament. And, you know, that was meant to be tongue-in-cheek and somewhat sardonic and funny. But, uh, frankly, I'm afraid it's all too true. For too many of them. It is so true. It's uh, shocking and scary, if you want my humble opinion on it. But the good news is we've prevailed for now. And I think that's really the takeaway that we need states to understand. They can nullify the federal government. They can stand up. They can get involved in the solutions. And when we stand up and do something, good happens literally every time. 
It's only when we do nothing that evil prospers, pro-death continues, etc., Larry. That's uh, the history of, of government. If we just let it go, uh, you end up getting uh, really terrible things. But, you know, this country has a, a history of resisting uh, over-the-top government, uh, obviously our war for independence. Uh, but back in the uh, last century in um, Athens, Tennessee, a group of folks, uh, returning veterans primarily, were just absolutely enraged and horrified at the corruptocrats that had taken over uh, the Athens city government. Uh, they were uh, in the one election where it hit the fan. They were literally, they had the cops come in at the close of voting, grab up the voting boxes, and take them to the police station where they were going to, quote, unquote, count the ballots. Well, at that point, these returning veterans, all of them trained by our military, grabbed their firearms and went to the police station and said, surrender those voting boxes. And the cops started shooting. Well, <laughs> that wasn't a good idea. Uh, there was a uh, a volley, a con volley after volley of fire pouring into the police station, and so they put out a white flag pretty soon, and uh, out came the voting boxes. And of course, to hardly anybody's surprise, the uh, opposition, uh, the uh, reform candidate, had won, and Athens, uh, Tennessee, finally had a government of the people. But um, <laughs> it, uh, it went to that extreme, and it was the Second Amendment, and the fact that there were people that did have guns and that were willing to use them, even against the quote-unquote authorities, who, when you think about it, no longer deserve to be called authorities, because authorities only have authority when they are doing legitimate things, constitutional things, and the city government of Athens was no longer legitimate. And so uh, what these people did was not even really a rebellion. It was a restoration, but it would not have happened had they not been armed and trained. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We need to fight for what's right. We need to stand up. For what's going on, there is a Liberty Conference going on in the Olympic State of Utah, ladies and gentlemen. It'll be October 22nd and 23rd, Friday and Saturday, at the Salt Palace in Salt Lake City, Utah. An incredible lineup of speakers, a Liberty Conference like you've never seen before. The website to get your tickets immediately, weekendact.net, just like it sounds, weekendact.net. If you put in the code LIBERTY... Uh, then you'll be able to get discounts on your tickets. 50 bucks off. It's incredible. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be there with a booth for the Loving Liberty Radio Network, um, helping people understand what we do and, and, and how to get, they can get involved, etc. cetera. Uh, there's a, a ton of speakers, just incredible speakers. We've been interviewing them uh, for the last several days. And, man, it's an incredible lineup that's going to be taking place. We interviewed uh, General Flynn yesterday. I don't know if you know this, Larry Pratt, but Sheriff Mack and I do a TV show now on Brighty on TV called the Sheriff Mack Show. I'm the co-host. And we had General Flynn on yesterday talking about the abusive vote fraud, uh, et cetera, with us as well. He'll be speaking at this conference along with a lot of other 
speaker. So it's really something that's tremendous. We're going to take a quick break, come back with Larry Pratt, and I want to talk about this China headline. China braces is the start of the headline. Uh, Cotate on that for a second. We'll get back to it. But I want you to really go to weekendact.net, punch in the code Liberty, and get your tickets for the incredible conference today, would you please? Larry Pratt's with me, ladies and gentlemen. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, always on tap. When Liberty Roundtable Live takes to the airwaves globally on the internet and across the country on AMFM radio stations. <laughs> wow. All right, Liberty Roundtable Live continues in seconds, folks. Hang tight. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Data collected by the National Institutes of Health show that people who received a shot of the Johnson & Johnson coronavirus vaccine have a stronger neutralizing antibody response if they receive an mRNA shot instead of a second J&J booster shot. Russia is not one of the 30 countries invited to this week's virtual counter-ransomware summit hosted by the White House. The involved nations will discuss ways to crack down on global cyber criminal networks. The goal is to stop ransomware attacks without having to rely on the Russian government, which has been accused of harboring cyber criminals. The House of Representatives followed the Senate on Tuesday, voting 219-206 right down party lines to raise the federal debt ceiling by nearly a half a trillion dollars and avert a potential default. While Congress has pushed off the debt limit for now, the fight over the final resolution will take place in December. USA Radio News. Hear that? That's the sound of a man guarding his home around the clock. Because he has 24-7 professional monitoring from Simply Safe Home Security. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe keeps watch night and day. If there's trouble, Simply Safe alerts them and will dispatch emergency help when needed. Protect your home and your sleep. Take 30% off a new system at simplysafe.com today. It's a my pillow for the rest of your body. The my pillow mattress topper. You will sleep well. Check it out mypillow.com promo code USA or call 1-800-951-8175. Don't forget using my promo code USA. We'll save you a bunch of money on anything on the MyPillow website. Christmas is coming. Get ready. MyPillow.com, promo code USA, 1-800-951-8175. The United States is reopening our northern and southern borders to vaccinated Mexican and Canadian travelers come November. Chris Barnes from the New England USA Radio News Bureau reports. The U.S. planning to reopen its land borders to fully vaccinated Canadians and Mexican citizens. As a senior administration official has told reporters, travel restrictions will be eased next month for America's neighbors visiting for non-essential reasons. That will be expanded in early January to any fully vaccinated foreign traveler crossing the land borders. The border restrictions have been in place since the start of the pandemic. Archaeological evidence indicates that humans first started using tobacco around 12,300 years ago. In a new study published in the journal Nature Human Behavior, archaeologists have been excavating a hunter-gatherer camp at the Wishbone site near the Great Salt Lake Desert in Utah. Inside one of the bodies, charred tobacco seeds were discovered, thought to be a byproduct of chewing tobacco. USA Radio News.
with news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Larry Pratt on your radio with me. So China now braces for possible large-scale COVID-19 outbreak. Communist Party documents leaked. Explain. Larry Pratt. Uh, This idea of coronavirus is not going away anytime soon. They're literally going to double down and never let this go as long as we let them steal liberty over it. It is their Achilles heel to take America down right now because the people are too ignorant to stop their abuses. Well, um, at some point, I think people are going to uh, fill in the dots, connect the dots, and realize that uh, this is a a disease that uh, has a somewhat less than one half a percent uh, of a mortality rate. It is less than the annual flu. And yet, for some reason, uh, we've been played. Uh, We've been convinced, too many of us have been convinced uh, that we've got to drop everything. Uh, We've got to stay home from work. Uh, We've got to uh, only use a mail-in ballot, which is the easiest way for uh, bad people to cheat. Uh, We've got to change our whole way of life, turn our civilization on its head because of a disease it's less serious than something that we've endured every year for who knows how many years. Uh, we have been played, and hopefully people are going to realize that uh, uh, this is not working out well for we the people. Uh, the only people that are actually benefiting from this are those in power who've convinced us to, oh, please, please, uh, take some more power. You've got to do this in order to save me. Uh, well, because I'm in danger of dying, don't you know, from uh, the coronavirus. Well, actually, that's not true, but uh, enough people believe it uh, that the elites have been able to steal liberty after liberty after liberty. And hopefully, uh, as more and more people uh, see through the fog and realize what's been going on, they're just going to not comply. And they're going to tell these government uh, tyrants, no, uh, the game is over. We're not complying anymore. And uh, don't you dare uh, start employing violence because remember Athens, Tennessee. I don't even know how to respond. Things are getting so bad, Larry Pratt. They say food prices at the highest level in a decade. They say that... um, Inflation, highest in the last 30 years. You've got a coal uh, firm, like, you know, coal that, you know, fires up power plants and stuff. Coal firm CEO, Ernie Thrasher, he says energy crisis may trigger winter blackouts across the U.S. Jack Phillips, Western Journal, with the article. They're literally telling you we know all these problems are going to happen, and all they're doing is forging ahead with making the problems worse. So let's close another coal power plant. Let's, okay, but everything they're doing is engineering the crisis we're facing right now. It's insane. And now you're going to have literally blackouts and people won't have uh, heat or anything else this winter if we're not careful. 
we might call this reverse engineering because when Trump was in office, he did a great deal to deregulate the United States, including in the areas of energy. He opened up uh, drilling and um, fracking uh, throughout a lot of the United States and was well on the way to getting us out from under a uh, Soviet, well, yeah, Soviet really, a Russian oligarch uh, monopoly of supplying energy to Western Europe, uh, all of a sudden the United States had become energy independent and was in uh, on the way to becoming once again a major exporter of energy, particularly oil and gas. Uh, Biden, in the first day in office, shut that down. The, uh, he canceled the Alaska Pipeline Project, which was one of the major pillars in what Trump was assembling. And uh, we have now, day after day, uh, seen this growing energy crisis that you were just describing. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it is just shocking what we're seeing. Um, now, they say the Treasury Secretary believes that Congress will pass a global minimum tax, Larry. Now, this, in my opinion, is criminal and, and breaches the very sovereignty that Congress swears an oath to uphold, sir. And it's likely to be something that is initiated uh, just as easily in the Senate as in the House. And any spending bill constitutionally has to be uh, initiated in the House of Representatives. We could argue that this was actually not even initiated in the United States, uh, but somewhere uh, in uh, international circles uh, populated by people like Bill Gates of Microsoft, who really hates freedom and has been doing what he can, working alongside of George Soros to fund anti-freedom politicians and organizations. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, hey, Cameron, I put a uh, a soundbite that I want you to play in the folder. See if you can grab it here. This is a, I'm kind of doing a quarterback uh, call here because Ammon did, or um, a Cameron didn't know about this. But Ammon Bundy is running for Idaho for governor, as you know, or for governor of Idaho. And he created a, a series of ads that he's promoting to kind of highlight this. My body, my choice uh, is one of them. And I want to talk about that in relation to these vaccinations um, because it's very, very serious is the battle, uh, whether we have um, vaccinations forced down our throats or not. You know, the, the liberals that are pro-death used to say, my body, my choice, right? Now they're backing away from that, but we're using that argument to make the point. Here's Ammon Bundy, and I want you to respond when it's done. Larry, uh, Ammon Bundy. Okay. For decades, leftist, liberal, socialists, and feminists have been screaming and crying, my body, my choice, in order to justify the premeditated murder of innocent children in the womb. However, this is a fallacious argument since science has proven and demonstrated that the baby has a separate set of DNA from the mother. If it's not your DNA, it's not your body. That is science, and you should trust the science. Remarkably, the same people who have been claiming my body, my choice for decades now want to force 
force you to inject foreign substances into your body against your will. Obviously, they never cared about my body and my choice. They just wanted to control you and have permission to kill babies. I am Ammon Bundy, and when you elect me governor of Idaho, I will sign an executive order on day one of my governorship prohibiting abortion in the state of Idaho because premeditated murder of the innocent should never be legal anywhere in the world, especially Idaho. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. I have endorsed Ammon Bundy for governor for the great state of Idaho, ladies and gentlemen. And I know a lot of people are afraid of Ammon because they think he's kind of a lightning rod. Uh, the issue that I have is it's very simple. I deal with everything based on principle, and Ammon's right on the principles, Larry. Uh, Patrick Henry was a lightning rod, and yet over time we've come to uh, agree that he was one of our greatest founding fathers. Give me liberty or give me death uh, was not exactly a compromising point of view. <laughs> so I think uh, we we need some more of that spirit, and if Ammon Bundy can take that into the state house in Idaho, more power to him. Uh, I think we need people like that uh, in in public office uh, to push back and push back seriously, telling the federal government, uh, in Bundy's case, it would be in Idaho, we're not complying. We're just not going to do that. And uh, I think that would uh, uh, make the point, and it needs to be made in so many other places. And eventually the federal government uh, would be in a position where the uh, see, see, there's something that uh, most of uh, all of us, I, I don't think at one time or another, don't realize. I was in Maryland, of all places, in a county that had, before the term was used, it declared itself a constitutional county. And they were not going to comply with various uh, uh, executive orders emanating from Washington. And I said, well, in, how how are you guys going to uh, be able to withstand all of the uh, force of the federal government. And the sheriff pointed out that uh, it wasn't something that uh, is as black and white as that, because whenever the federal government gets involved in uh, a quote-unquote police matter in some state or locality, it must de depend on state police and local authorities as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Larry Pratt with me. Hang tight. One more segment of hard-hitting talk at your fingertips on the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Do you have your tickets? WeCanAct.net. Liberty to get your $50 off each ticket for the incredible coming up conference. WeCanAct.net. Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org.
The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So the battle over the airlines is interesting. It's really over vaccinations, ladies and gentlemen. And that's the kind of the debate here. Headline from WorldNet Daily or WND.com says this. Airline pilot, quote, prepare for catastrophic disruptions to American life. Texas-based carriers submit to Joe Biden. Uh, in his vaccine mandate, despite governor's order. The battle's on, but this pilot says get ready for severe or catastrophic disruptions uh, in your life if you're an American. What do you say to that, Larry? That's a pretty bold statement. Well, a lot of our freight uh, does go by air, and a lot more of it, of course, by sea. And uh, it's a rather stark picture that's available on the internet of freighter after freighter after freighter just uh, treading water uh, off the west coast of the united states uh, they don't have the people to unload them and the united states i think is really reaching a point where uh, <laughs> it's almost as if we're cutting our own veins and just watching the blood flow out uh, wondering uh, uh, why it hurts this is all self-inflicted. Uh, we voted, well, uh, uh, somebody installed these people after an election, uh, and it's it's really time that uh, we uh, declare we're not going to comply. There's a lot of local officials uh, that are of the same mind. In fact, even in liberal Los Angeles County, the sheriff there is not going to enforce uh, a vaccine mandate. So uh, there uh, certainly are allies in in good positions uh, so that if the American people decide that that's it, they've gone too far, we're not complying, there's nothing they're doing that is legitimate, then I think we still have a chance. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This is getting absolutely insane, though, and I, I agree that we're going to have tremendous disruptions. There's so many things brought to the brink, from shipping containers supposedly in the wrong places to where they say, well, we got enough shipping containers, but they're not in the right place to ship anything, <laughs> to uh, the catastrophic power outages because we're shutting down coal-fired power plants everywhere, and we don't have green energy solutions that are stable enough to replace it, to food problems and shortages. There's power outages in China. 
They're now saying children are going to have disappointment over Christmas because they're not going to get Christmas gifts because there's not going to be products there because of the supply chain disaster. I mean, this is getting crazy to the point where I don't really know what it's going to look like. And I'm not really a doom and gloom guy. I don't like to tell you this doom and gloom, but when I see so many different signs, something's going to bust open. Larry? Hopefully it means that uh, in the elections next year, people rise up and uh, elect so many Republicans that the leaders will have no more excuses to be uh, cowardly uh, because with the power of the purse, a Republican Congress uh, would be able to simply defund uh, the police agencies like the FBI that would be used as the Gestapo to come against the American people. It is within our means to do this in the ballot box, but it has to be done in such an overwhelming matter, manner that they can't uh, steal it and they can't uh, convince us that it really didn't happen because we'll know that uh, all of us want to vote against them. Uh, it began to happen under Trump, and there was a huge shift of Democrat voters away from the Democrat Party to vote for Trump. Uh, I think that uh, in 2022, uh, an appeal to that kind of thinking that existed during the Trump election uh, could actually help uh, turn the tide again and put uh, people into office. Imagine uh, one scenario that I see uh, discussed more than once now, uh, several times actually, is that if the Republicans were to get control of the House of Representatives, um, it's something that uh, you have to uh, do a little digging, but you realize that uh, constitutionally, the Speaker of the House does not have to be elected to the House of Representatives. The Speaker of the House could be you, Sam, could be me. It could be, uh, to pull a name out of the air, Donald Trump. <laughs> An overwhelmingly Republican uh, there you have it. House of Representatives. And, and I don't know if we're ever going to have an honest election again. House. So you mix he this election with the...
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Happy to have you along. Sorry for the uh, Internet disruption. They decided to uh, just have a router reboot in the middle of everything we're doing. I don't know what's oh. going on. Seems like the more we talk about liberty, the more disruptions we end up with, Larry Pratt. Um, that um, struck me as a very poorly timed interruption. Uh, we were uh, talking about that scenario that I've seen mentioned a few times, that uh, uh, it would be possible uh, if there were a strong Republican majority after the next election in the House of Representatives to, uh, first of all, impeach uh, the president and the vice president, which I think could be done quite legitimately. They've done everything they could think of to deserve impeachment. And then the uh, House of Representatives could elect as speaker, and it, uh, the speaker of the House can be anybody. Uh, it doesn't have to be a member of the of the House of Representatives at all. Uh, so the House in of fact, Representatives, in fact, be, that being the case, we should insist on that it's not. By the way, I, I don't, I'm not saying we got to make a law, but I'm just saying we got to insist that it's a a mere mortal that can really hold to account what's going on around here, and that can really say, "Look, we're not going to play games and create choke points to prevent anything good from coming to fruition, anything bad to go sailing through, and etc." We need to have somebody that's not a bureaucrat and a politician uh, be there for a stint, huh? That's exactly right, and. One of the people that comes to mind when this scenario is spelled out would be, of course, Donald Trump. Uh, he could be elected Speaker of the House if the president and the vice president have been impeached and are no longer in office. The next in line is the Speaker of the House. And uh, Donald Trump could be back in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue once again early um, in uh, 2023, right after the election. The only question that I have, though, is, is Joe Biden, I mean, look how much he's destroyed in literally eight months or whatever it is, nine months, whatever you want to say. I mean, I don't know if we can even last to, uh, that long. And I'm being serious about all the things that are brought to the brink that we've highlighted earlier on the show, Larry, to where, <clears throat> you know what, I don't know how stable America will be by the time that happens. Well, it's a valid question, uh, but if we're talking about going through the channels that are provided uh, by our Constitution, then that is certainly a, a very plausible way to uh, try to end the present agony, because uh, I can't, uh, you know, the, otherwise we just have to uh, 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 talk about massive uprising like they had in the Philippines some 20 or more years ago, uh, when at one point a million people, they they estimate, uh, were in the main downtown area of Manila, and they brought down the Marcos government, which was a feckless, uh, nasty dictatorship uh, that had ruled there for quite some time, and completely uh, threw him out and brought in a new government. Uh, that's another way that you sometimes uh, see things getting done. Well, all the time we are fear they had fear that Donald Trump would do all these crazy things. It looks like he did none of them, but it is turning out to be true that uh, Biden is doing a lot of these crazy things. We may have to pull him out of there with a tackle box, um, not with a tackle box, but with a tackle. You might have to get uh, yank him out of there, get a crane to get him out of there. I don't know. A final headline before the end of the hour, though. I mentioned to you about these airline pilots are saying prepare for catastrophic disruptions. Uh, in your 
life Americans. Uh, but now there's a headline, is late-breaking news that says this. Southwest pilot um, ASSN president. I don't know what that stands for, but it's the union that represents these pilots, okay? The president says pilots are demanding to talk to the company about natural immunity, antibodies, and ultimate forms of compliance with mandates. So when they tell you they're not shut down over vaccines, they're lying to you. Now we have evidence that pilots are asking to speak about this openly. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thought would bring that to your attention. Sorry for the little internet blip. Sometimes that happens. That's live radio at its best, if you will. By the way, the We Can Act conference, you got to get your tickets now. WeCanAct.net coming up in Utah, October 22nd and 23rd. Get your tickets now. WeCanAct.net. Put in Liberty. You get 50 bucks off per ticket. Spread the word. Be there in person, would you please? For Larry Pratt and Sam Bushman, we declare this nation shall endure. Get involved, will you please? God save the Republic of the United States of America.